Welcome to David Gogo's Soul Bender podcast. A journey through the blues as seen through the hazy recollections from a life on the road. I'm Scott James, hunkered down in my secret underground lair for episode 18. If you happen to hear a little claws clickety-clacking on the floor behind me, that's our new puppy, little Jerry Seinfeld, and not David Gogo, who coincidentally is also 92% house trained. All right, Friday, October 30th, a new Go-Go single will be unleashed upon an unsuspecting world. Well, you won't be unsuspecting because now you know about it. Christine, which has nothing at all to do with red 1958 Plymouth Furies, which like to murder people, drops Friday, October 30th in all formats. So if you're a fan of wax cylinders or still have an 8-track player, that's good news. So... You're not the first one to release new music in the middle of a raging pandemic. ACDC, Bruce Springsteen, and others did it, too. Was this a case of enough is enough? Well, it's been so strange, uh, these pandemic times, and I was going to try to avoid talking about it too much on the podcast, but um, it's gone on long enough, or I guess we have to acknowledge it somewhat. Um, It's difficult. You know, I've spent my whole life playing live music and touring, and, you know, I've done such a minimal amount of shows it's been crazy and you know they're, they're small capacity mostly just local socially distant safe and all that kind of stuff but you know i can usually only do it um solo acoustic i can't afford to bring the band because we're just not bringing in the revenue because we can't get the people in there capacity wise so um that's been strange but it's given me some time to be at home i've never spent this much time at home in my life and uh, luckily it's a place I, I really like being at. So I try to remain creative, you know. You you have to. Um, it, it's it's in me, you know. I've got the music in me. I've got the music in me. Yeah. And um, that's the one thing about being at home is I can finally take the time to, you know, play some of those beautiful guitars that I have that usually just hang on the wall because I can't take them on the road. Um, listen to some of the old records I grew up listening to. Listen to some new stuff discover some stuff I've never heard, um, read some books, and just, you know, get inspired. So um, I've been writing quite a bit. Um, it's slowed down a little bit recently because I did a couple more shows and just, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for the muse to knock on the door again. And I don't mean that my cat. <laughs> um, but I've probably got about 12 new songs, I think, that are I've, I've you know, written and, and recorded uh, in just a demo state in my music room. Um, so I'll have to go through those soon and just kind of call through them and see which ones I like and which ones I think can be improved. But, um, yeah, we, I, my, my one thing is I don't want to write songs about the pandemic. I don't want to write, you know, isolation blues or keep your distance or any of that. I don't, I don't want to celebrate this fucking thing at all. Um, and one thing I've noticed when I, you know, whether I'm having an interaction on, on social media with, with, with people, like, especially people that follow my music, people miss live music. They, they miss having fun. They miss dancing. They miss seeing their friends. They miss, you know, being able to hug a pal they haven't seen in a while. Uh, so with that in mind, um, I came up with this song. Which sounds suspiciously like a true story. Well, it's, it's, you know, I've never written a song like this and I guess I can actually thank the pandemic for this one. Um, it, um, you know, I'm not trying to save the world. <laughs> if you listen to it, it's, it's just a fun song about a girl who likes to, to party. Um, how it came about, uh, this is unique. 
um, I was on the old social medias and I'd made some kind of a comment. I think I had, I had talked about, you know, in these strange times, it's good to listen to strange music. And I mentioned Captain Beefheart in the Magic Band. And a woman replied, oh, listen to some Frank Zappa, to which I got back and said, well, yeah, Frank Zappa might have some stuff that's a little, you know, a little peculiar. But if you really want weird, then check out the Captain Beefheart stuff, you know. And so she got back to me and went, wow, you know, I thought Zappa was strange. This is really, you know, really out there. So um, we just kind of started messaging, messaging each other uh, on Facebook and it ends up, you know, she'd seen me play a couple times uh, before, but we'd never, we've never really met. But then she ends up, she knows people that I know. And it was just one of these things, you know, you, you know, I wasn't going out or doing anything, uh, especially the beginning of the, of the pandemic. So I'm up here in Gogo Mountain and it became one of those, those, those funny interweb relationship things where you just talk to someone that you've never met. You end up talking to them every day. So we had a couple laughs and... Um, the more she would, you know, like talk to me about her life and the more she would, you know, I'd, I'd see some pictures or she'd send me some some pictures. I just kind of got inspired to write write this song and and uh, it's it's fun, you know. Which names have been changed to protect the guilty or the innocent and what are the real names? Well, I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> if the names are real. I mean, it's pretty specific, some of the lyrics. Um, but, you know, when I write too, it's not... Not everything is exactly about one person or one situation. I, you know, quite often we'll we'll source other things. And um, I mean, in the lyrics that she talk about, her, she she cooks my food. Well, I don't know. Like, can she cook? She, you know, a lot of I've had a few women that claim they could, and it wasn't true. I've had um, a few women that that could cook, like amazing stuff. So you know, I just kind of you know take take those ideas here and there and you know there's always poetic license yeah was that a physically distance recording or is everybody in the studio well this is one of the first times i ventured out um we recorded it a few months ago so this is when they first kind of loosened the uh, restrictions in british columbia but the funny thing is a recording studio is the best place to work during a pandemic because they have what are called isolation booths so the drums are in one big room with a you know and you got a, a, a big glass or plexiglass window. Uh, the bass player is is in a, another room with the plexiglass, and I'm in, and I'm in a third room, and then our our, our engineer. Um, so it's actually very safe, and and uh, and it was cool. So as I mentioned earlier, I've been demoing these songs. So I had kind of a rough demo that I did just with a drum machine, and I play guitar and, and really shitty bass, and send it to the musicians and. Uh, you know that was kind of the, the the blueprint, the roadmap. Oh, and we ended up we ended up doing one additional overdub because once the song was almost complete, <clears throat> I kind of thought this needs it. You know, this is a rock and roll song to dance on. It kind of needs some good old timey kind of rock and roll piano. So uh, we we added some of that. It was we had a Jesse O'Brien uh, who lives out in Hamilton, Ontario, and I've I've known him through uh, several people through my buddy Steve Mariner, and he was he's been playing with Colin James and. So we've met a few times. Here were the other artists on there. Yeah, well, the other the other folks that play on the song are, are basically, you know, at this point in my career, I've got one band on Vancouver Island that does all my Western Canadian shows, and then another band in Ottawa that does Eastern dates. I have, in, in the recent past, like just before um, the pandemic hit, when we were still allowed to tour, I had actually hired a few musicians um, out of Saskatchewan. 
you know, Canada is such a huge country that uh, that's the only way I can make it make any sense for me. You know, I can't be paying for four and five plane tickets and stuff. And I also have musicians in Holland, um, which I, you know, I was supposed to be there again uh, this year. Ain't happening. But um, yeah, back to who played on it. So yeah, the the, the Vancouver Island band. It's uh, Marisha Devoin on bass and vocals. She adds the harmonies on this track. And Gordon Grant Baird the third on the drums, and and Grant sings as well. Uh, I don't think he sings on this one. I think it's just me and Marisha. But we had fun. It was it was nice, kind of just rocking out again um, with them. Um, we're we're working on trying to get a a show happening that will be a live stream with a small audience. Uh, hopefully in the near future, because man, it's just been so long. It's been so long since I rock and rolled. Um, but yeah, so we, we just decided to get in there, you know, just to, just to still be creative, still be active. You said this song is a gift, I think. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're just putting it out there in the cyber world and, and seeing what happens and, uh, hopefully people will like it. I, I know that, um, the official, when the official release happens, it'll be on Spotify right away and Apple music and all those formats. And, um, it's definitely going to be in, in the live repertoire as long you know as soon as I'm allowed to play again. Um, so that I mean that is the confusion about what's happening today <clears throat> in music. I mean it's it, it's it's been a strange couple of years anyways the last ten years or so with everything being available online and people kind of expecting music for free. Um, the only way you can really sell a CD or vinyl and vinyl has been kind of a pleasant surprise in the last few years, but the, but the only real way there's still some independent stores, but you know, it's not like it was in the old days where every town had a couple of record stores and you could actually have some retail sales. It's basically you are the record store, uh, you being the artist. <clears throat> and, uh, and the only way to do that is to get it on the road and we're not allowed to go out on the road and play shows. So, even though we're being creative, um, what is, you know, what's the end game kind of thing, you know? I actually had a phone call. Um, Al Pacino told me not to name drop, but uh, I had a phone call a few weeks ago from Miles Goodwin, he of the April Wines, and uh, I was lucky enough to play on Miles' uh, last Friends of the Blues 2 album, um, just on one cut, but um, he gave me a shout because he said, you know, I noticed on your Facebook you're, you're talking about writing new songs and demoing new songs. And he said, what are, you know, what, what are we doing it for? Are, are we, are we going to put an album out during these times? You know, um, <clears throat> is it, is it, you know, how do you, how do we make that work? You know, because, you know, records, you, you, you can't, albums don't make themselves for free. I mean, some people work at home on computers. I don't have that technology. And, and, and I like to, you know, I want to work with, you know, real musicians and, and do it in a real studio. So, there's a certain cost. You got to pay these people to do that, and um, you know, essentially, any record I put out, the money we make from that goes into paying for the project and hopefully uh, setting up the next project. So, one, two, three. When you're just putting songs out for free on the internet, how does that work? I don't know.
it is the world premi- the block premiere of new David Gogo music on the Soulbender podcast. Christine, uh, she sits on your knee and calls you dude. What a good sport. Well, I think that was inspired just by, you know, being being in lockdown and not being able to get out. You could just certain things you, you miss, you know, like uh, I, I, I'm a single guy. So by not going out, you know, you're not getting uh, any loving or anything. And it's the simple things, you know, talking about, you know, just ha- having, having a, you know, hanging out with a, with a gal and you're having a couple, maybe having a couple laughs, maybe a glass of wine. And, you know, she sits on your lap and gives you a kiss or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, just the simple things. And what the deuce is going on with this bread buttering? Ah, yes. Well, there's some more things that are not quite so simple as well. And, uh, that was, you know, it's a, it's a fun song. So it was, it was fun just to have fun with the lyrics and, um, come up with some, uh, similes, I suppose (laughs) would be the right way to say it. (laughs) Similes, metaphors, fish, mammal. Is there more new music coming? Well, I'm I'm not sure. Um, like I said, I I, I got to go back in, in the music room and kind of go through what I've what I've laid down so far. You know, listen to the songs that I've demoed, and it's it's kind of nice to give them. You know, I've had the time now. Like a lot of these songs I wrote um, several months ago and demoed demoed them several months ago. So it's nice to kind of have that space so I can go back with fresh ears and kind of edit them and uh, you know winnow the wheat from the chaff, the buckwheat from the bullshit. Um, and, you know, sometimes you can take one idea from one song and mix it with another. I've got another couple ideas floating in my head right now that I've actually got to um, kind of put my nose to the grindstone and get those finished as well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple live shows coming up, but we, we just never know. That's the thing. We can't plan anything because anytime you try to plan something, um then all of a sudden the COVID numbers go up and um, restrictions are, are back again. And, you know, I know people in Ontario, they, uh, you know, it's just been shut down again. And gee whiz, I'm really worried um, about the venues, you know. Some of these venues already have had to close. You know, they just, they can't survive. And, you know, the technical people, the sound crew and the lighting crews and, the you know, the staff, the, the venues, the promoters and on and on and on. <clears throat> It's it's difficult all around, so <clears throat> I don't know. Like like maybe in a few months we'll put something out, or, or or maybe I'll just start working on recording an album that, you know, I'll try to get some studio time. You know, to try to you know borrow some studio time and pay them when I can get some cash again, but um, and have something ready to go, um, once things open up again, because you know. Holy shnikes, that we did, you know, when it first happened, we thought it was just going to be you know, a month or so off of gigs. And uh, now it's at the point where I was supposed to have put out a, a, a collaborative uh, album with a friend of mine back in September. We were supposed to release it. Well, we were supposed to have recorded it in July and then released it in September and toured it throughout September and October. We had a beautiful uh, 24 date tour of Western Canada set up. I was so excited about it and it just all went up in smoke. So. You know, we're trying to remain optimistic, but I think to, in order to do that, you just have to stay creative. Yeah. You mentioned some of the wall guitars. Uh, were any of those pressed into service on this recording? Yeah, well, that is the fun thing is when I'm when I'm doing the demos of the new songs that I wrote, you know, I, I'm finally at home and, and, and I can, you know, I've got all these excellent axes. So um, one kind of thing I did do when I was getting a little bit of money from the odd gig, private gig, is there's a luthier, which is a person who builds guitars. 
uh, luthier not far from where I lived on the road. And so some of these old guitars I have, you know, they're vintage instruments. I've had him kind of clean them up. Uh, set up the action again and you, so I can enjoy them so I, I had to laugh because I remember demoing one song and I think on it I used my Gretsch White Falcon which is a, a lovely instrument um, then I had a 1959 Gibson ES355 for a, you know one of the other tracks and my Martin D35 for a acoustic track then I think I did the solo on a reissue 59 Les Paul so I had tens of thousands of guitars on this track uh, but the funny thing was it was all running through a, a, a Fender G-Deck amplifier, which is kind of a, just a, a, a weird little um, digital amp that has all these presets of, of guitar sounds and everything. And so it was funny to run all these beautiful vintage instruments through this was essentially just a cheap little toy of an amplifier. But, you know, it gets pretty decent sounds. A friend of mine calls it the Gooey Duck, the Fender Gooey Duck. But... Um, on the actual song, Christine, it's funny. Actually, one of the, the the main guitar I was using for the rhythm track was my very first Fender Stratocaster. It's a, an old Squire Strat with a maple neck, and it just had that vintage rock and roll rhythm sound. Really clean, uh, fresh strings, freshly set up, uh, nice, clean Fender rock and roll rhythm. And then I think I... I can't remember if I used my gold top, good old Goldie Les Paul, the 72 Deluxe on the lead tracks, or if I used the 59 reissue. It might have been, I might have done some more rhythm-y kind of stuff on the on the 59 reissue to just get more of that humbucker sound. But yeah, it seems to me I, I was probably Goldie that I used for the, for the lead tracks because she's been my, my main squeeze over the last few years. <laughs> How long did it take you to get her done? Well, I think we just did it in a day, basically. I think, you know, a day to record and then mixed it the next day. Well, we had to add that piano track. That's right. So, um, you know, like that's the one thing about doing the demos at home. If you send them to people ahead of time, that gives them a good blueprint of what's happening. And you don't necessarily have to follow that to a T. You know, you can come up with, you know, maybe the musicians have some ideas or the engineer has some ideas. But it was it was pretty straightforward. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward rock and roll song, and uh, so we did it pretty quick. I mean, I think the only thing was 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 um, just trying to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, sometimes you get in there and you want to do these bells and whistles, and th- this song just didn't require that. It's just it's it's a giver. Let's give her. Oh, giving her is something that must be done at all costs. There you go. Watch and listen for Christine at fine and substandard music distributors everywhere, Friday, October 30th. Hook up with David on Facebook, the Twitters, Instagram, all the usual suspects. And if you have any questions for David, fire away. Email soulbenderpodcast at gmail.com. As a matter of fact, the questions are starting to pour in. So we'll get on some of those on the next episode, which will feature a special guest. And if you're in a donating mood, hit up paypal.me slash guitar. I'm Scott James. He's David Gogo. Thank you. Be safe. And we love you. This has been David Gogo's Soulbender podcast. To stay up to date, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Mm-hmm.